Good morning, everybody. Today we are going to be continuing our study on the attributes of God, and we're going to be continuing the mercy of God. So we'll be on part two, and this will be the final part. And it'll be a shorter one, um, more focusing on the application of the mercy of God in our own lives. But before we do that, let's open with a word of prayer. And so, Father, we just thank you for everything that you are and everything that you are doing in this world today. And I just pray that as we now uh, focus on your truths, that we would be able to apply it to our own life, uh, particularly looking at your mercy um, and all your attributes. And I just pray that we would never take um, knowing your truth for granted, that we have your word and that this truth will remain for eternity. It will remain true because um, you are an immutable, immutable God who wrote words that will never change. And we just pray that you, we would um, continue to open your word and continue to learn from it and apply it to our lives um, today and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. And so, like I said, we're going to be continuing on the mercy of God. Um, and before we do that, kind of a quick recap. Uh, last week, we kind of spent a lot of time defining the meaning of mercy, what God's mercy is, and kind of how it's working in the world today. Uh, we remember that it's having a compassion or pity for someone, and that compassion is a noun, right? But we talked about how mercy is a verb. It's kind of like the verb form of compassion, and we said it's kind of like compassionates, that God compassionates the people who suffer. So um, it's not only that mercy... Uh, it's not only that he has compassion, but it's that he does things about that, and it's uh, active compassion. And so we looked at Exodus, right, with Moses, how the people were in need, and he not only had compassion for them, but he did something about it. Um, also, the people who were in the crowd, and the disciples asked him what they should do about the food, and Jesus tells them to be active, and he says, you go get them something to eat. And so it's a compassion that is active uh, in the world around us today. And then we kind of close as close with Job, um, just taking a look and trying to figure out a deeper look into the mercy of God. That was at least what you were supposed to do and see the things that we can figure out about it and how it applies into our life today. So we're going to be continue, continuing on that work, but bef uh, on that thought. But before we do, we're going to be taking a look at God's mercy working in the world around us today. And so, from a human standpoint, we would say that God's mercy stems from his goodness, right? It's when his goodness confronts humans' uh, guilt and suffering. So, you know, all of his attributes are working together harmoniously, but... Um, from our standpoint, we would see it from his goodness. Um, and also, you know, obviously our human language can only go so far as we are finite. And we are talking about an infinite God. Um, but so God's mercy is always in effect, right? And it is on all people. In Psalms 145.9, it says, The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. Right? We have to highlight the fact that it is over all that he has made. That is, all the things in this world. Now, I want to kind of uh, bring that in line with Lamentations uh, 3.22, which says, The steadfast 
love of the Lord never ceases. His, nerf, uh, his mercies never come to an end. So one act of God's mercy is that you are here, right? That you are still here, right? If God did not have mercy on us, um, we would have perished a long time ago. So we see God's mercy acting in the world around us because we are still here. You think about it, even the worst of people have mercy on them until at least they die. Because God is holding back his justice, and he's doing that because we have a Savior, right? Jesus Christ, who came and died for us. But we have to think about that is the fact that we are here because of God's mercy. Um, but when we say that, we have to be careful, right? Um, we looked back at justice a while, a while ago now um, as one of the attributes is righteousness and justice. Uh, and we must take note that mercy cannot cancel out um, the justice apart from the atoning work of Jesus Christ, right? Um, mercy doesn't cancel out. We still have that justice. It's just it's held back until um, the day of judgment. So, um, until we die. So, we see that mercy um, is always working around us um, in many different ways. So then we could take a look at the nearness of God's mercy. And I want to point out this story, and it's a little bit long, but I'll, I'm going to read it for you real quick. Um, and so in World War I, there was many orphans in Europe. Um, and as such, America was trying to meet the needs of those orphans. It was during this time, a thin, malnourished man came with his little daughter, who was in the same condition, right? They obviously needed a lot of help. When the man went to the men in charge, they told him that there was nothing they could do for him and his, and his daughter because she was not an orphan, because she was still alive, right? Or he was still alive. The father explained that he was old, had been in prison, was sick, had been abused, and couldn't work anymore, so he couldn't provide for his daughter. The man in charge said, we're sorry, but there's nothing we can do. So then the father said, you mean that if I were dead, you would take care of my little girl and feed her, and she could live and have clothing and a home? They said yes. Then he reached down and pulled her little skinny body up to himself and hugged her and kissed her. Then he put her, her hand in the hand of the man at the desk and said, I'll arrange that. And they walked out of the room and committed suicide. Now, obviously, this is a very sad story um, of a very sad event that happened in World War I. Um, but it shows the mercy of his father who had extreme pity on his daughter and would do anything to keep her alive. Um, and so, from a human standpoint, and all illustrations fall somewhere, but we do see a good example of that mercy here. Uh, but we see the best example of mercy right through Jesus Christ. Um, in Mark 9, 3, it says, For he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days, he will rise again, right? The Son of Man is going to be delivered. Um, Jesus delivered himself to the men for our sake, right? Um, he died on our behalf. And so we see that God showed mercy through Jesus Christ. Um, and we can 
go to Luke 50 um, through 54 for this, and this is Mary's song of praise, and it says, And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servants in Israel in remembrance of his mercy. Right, so we see her pointing to the fact that he is the savior of the world. And we know that, if you read the story, that he died on the cross for us because he loved us and pitied us. Or you could say that he loved us and had mercy for us. And so... Um, we can never forget um, that great act of mercy that brought Jesus to the cross because um, we have a merciful God. And so finally, we have to kind of close with our response to God's mercy, right? And Tozer says this. He says, we who have been shown mercy must show mercy. So because we have been shown mercy... Uh, you know, even in this world today, we kind of discuss that there is mercy to all. But specifically, you think about the mercy given to those who believe in Jesus Christ, um, that have eternal life because of um, the mercy displayed on the cross. And so we have been shown mercy, therefore we should show mercy. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have no reason not to show mercy to others, considering the mercy you have been shown. Um, right eternal life uh, nothing no mercy you give will ever be better than that um, and so he took our place our place on the cross right and he suffered for us uh, we often and when you think about that too in light of mercy we often think that nobody knows the things we're going through especially when you go through a hard time um, and it is true, you know, someone dies in your family and you just sit there and you think that people tell you, you know, I understand what you're going through and all this kind of stuff. And you think, no, I, no, you don't. But in the end, there is one person who truly does know what you're going through because he died for you on the cross and he suffered just as you did, um, you know. And so we truly have a God who knows everything about us and suffered for us on the cross and so he really does know everything about you and so with that the big thing we need to do is praise god for his mercy and that can never really be understated and i think often we don't praise him enough in the busyness of this world and especially now you can get distracted with the COVID-19 and there's a lot of protests that were happening and you know we kind of lose sight of it but are you still sitting back and praising God for all the things that he is doing in your life all the mercy that he has given you um, and so Pink wrote, uh, Arthur Pink wrote this he said giving thanks to God for his mercy is the least that can be asked for from those who have being such bound to it, uh, bounteous gains by it. And so, you know, that is us for believers in Christ. We have so much gains of his rich mercy on our lives, and we need to praise him always for that. So let's close in a word of prayer. Father, 
we just thank you for everything that you're doing for us and um, we just pray that we would always be grateful for the mercy you have placed in our lives as believers in Jesus Christ and for those who uh, do not know you as their personal Lord and Savior I pray that they would come to the recognition of the mercy and grace that could be placed in their lives if they accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and we just thank you for everything that you are doing uh, and that you are going to continue to do in this world in Jesus name Amen